focus on culture, focus on having the team really create the culture and uphold the culture. And I think if you really believe in wanting to attract longtime employees, there has to be, you know, a reason why they want to join this group and they have to connect with their fellow teammates. This is Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast where we ask the question, what does growth in dentistry look like to you? I'm Katie Polson, a dental hygienist and your host. Welcome to another episode of Growth in Dentistry. I'm Katie Polson, and we are excited to continue our conversation on culture in, in, in a team and how that improves, you know, you know, we want people to stay and that's what we're going to continue to talk about. And so we are very, very delighted to be able to have a wonderful, wonderful guest with us. But before I introduce her, uh, I want to ask um, those of you that have not joined the Facebook Dental Intelligence Podcast community, please come join like-minded data nerds, nerds, we kind of um, get lost in the data, which is fun for those of you that are big science geeks. Um, and come, Tom, come chat with us about, about dental, dental and data in there. Um, also, for those of you that are current customers, we have launched an incredibly valuable tool inside of our uh, growth platform called the DI Community. It's a space kind of where customers can come and talk with each other. There's forums on there, great topics. You can find answers to questions and, and learn from other people that are also in this industry just using dental intel. So it's a great, great resource. If you are not a customer and want to be one, for those listeners to our show, you can get a $50, uh, $50 when you complete a demo at get.dentalintel.com forward slash podcast. I'll put that in the show notes, but that is again, get.dentalintel.com forward slash podcast. With all that, look, we got that out of the way. I'm so excited to introduce Susan with Dental Coaches. She's a hygienist. I'm going to have her introduce you. I'm introduce yourself. So welcome. So glad to have you here. Thank you, Katie. It's my pleasure to be here. Um, Tell me a little bit about yourself and for those of you that might not be familiar with you. Okay. Well, I live in, um, I live in Connecticut and similar to you, I grew up in a, with a dad who's a dentist and uh, loved dentistry, encouraged his kids to go into the field. I was a hygienist for over 19 years, was coached by a lot of different consulting companies through the path of my career. And I really enjoyed the, um, the challenge of, um, you know, serving patients better, growing the practice, having an outside observer come in and tell us what was happening in other practices around the country. And I kind of gravitated towards coaching doctors and teams because I loved helping them grow their businesses and continue to take great care of patients. Cause I think dentistry is an amazing, amazing profession. So I've been, uh, a dental coach for 16 years now. That's great. Such a great, uh, I, I love um, the passion that I can just tell. And then some of the stuff that I've read and, and listened from you, I'm just so excited that you're here. So thank you so much. So um, this month and, and every month we kind of focus on a problem that we're trying to solve. And this month, and we've talked about the staffing dilemma in the past. It's on, it's kind of almost, i I feel almost bad talking about it again for another month, but I feel like people are really struggling to find team members, which, which is, which is really important. But this month we really wanted to focus on how do you create 
a culture and a team where people want to stay. And I'm going to use the term lifer. Like we've all, you know, we've all have team members. I mean, like the office managers and whoever assistants who are lifers in the practice, they start with a dentist and then they, you know, they retire when they retire. Like that would be the ideal. I think I would love, I'm sure there'd be a lot of dentists who'd be so grateful to have their assistant to never have to hire an assistant ever again. Right. Right. But, but, um, but as we were talking before in the pre-show, the, the shift in team has been a really big thing. So how have you, how have you seen that shift from kind of production focused coaching, maybe that has happened a lot to now more team focused? Well, I have um, really shifted a lot of what we're doing to focus on culture, focus on having the team really create the culture and uphold the culture. And I think if you really believe in wanting to attract longtime employees, there has to be, you know, a reason why they want to join this group and they have to connect with their fellow teammates. And um, culture to me is important to define in a simple way. So we've been doing exercises with teams to come up with, for them to come up with together and brainstorm on maybe four things, four words, and to keep it really simple. And if you can create an acronym for those four words, so we kind of boil it down. We start with like, what's important to us in our practice? What do we wanna be known for? What do we wanna be known for in the community, to each other? to our patients, to, um, you know, to the legacy of this practice. So what I like to do is, you know, boil things down, come up with four words. And if, and it's important, I think that everybody remembers them too many people create a culture when it's like six or seven things to remember. And you're like, oh yeah, we, you know, what were those again? So I think mm-hmm. with one team we worked in, they came up with an acronym called NICU and it stood for neighborly integrity, clinical excellence, and unity. Mm-hmm. And that was what they believed in as a group. And we worked together to get to that point And then to really think about having everyone sign a document, you know, just a poster board that, that, you know, I agree to these things. And one of the, one of the, the tips that we've been working with, with, with doctors is once your team gets, you know, this culture, you can look at what type of behaviors and actions exemplify that culture. You know, what does it mean for us to be neighborly or to have integrity or to have unity as a team? And, it's a good way to, to really talk about if someone's not in alignment, you know, with the culture and yeah, I love that. I love that example. It really hyper-focuses what everyone should be working on and everything else. I mean, I can think of like neighborly, like marketing, like how do we, how do we become more neighborly in our marketing or how do we come or unified or whatever we want to do for a team? Like we could go help a neighbor or a there's just so many options. I love that. I love that idea. Such a right. good one. Yeah. And, and the other thing we talked about too, with, uh, with, um, with the team and, and with the practice owners and the doctors or, is if we have a decision to make in our practice, if we have a decision to make on a new piece of equipment or a new service mix or a new mm. team member or a new process or a new system, run it through the filter of that 
those, you know, core values of your culture, you know, does it align with what you're trying to achieve, you know, and then you can make your decision as well. Do we really want to add that? Is that going to align with our culture or is that going to feel in, you know, disalignment, if that's a word or on. Yeah. Yeah. I like that for sure. It helps make decisions as well. Cause there's so many ways to do dentistry. There's so many ways to run a practice. Right. And if you see so-and-so one of your old classmates doing that, you know, it's easy to get caught up and like, Oh, well, we should be doing that too. Right. But maybe you shouldn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you're hiring, it's really important to share those, you know, those values Mm. and that culture with any potential new hire to, you know, be like, here's what our team, you know, believes in, whether it's a small team or a big team, you know, this is very important to us. So you're going to need to really think about if, you know, you, this resonate, these resonate with you. Cause if they don't, you know, I know it's so tough hiring right now, but uh, I don't know what's worse being short-staffed or having a bad hire, you know, I mean, right. that's for each practice to figure it's, out. It's true. Yeah. Because, you know, bad hire, they might weed them, especially if you have a great culture, right. And you mm-hmm. like implant, if you bad, if you have a bad hire, they'll weed themselves out in 90 right. days. Right. Right. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Really great concepts. So four words and, and, and really sticking to those and helping them drive what you what you, what, what you do and how you focus on those are, that's some really great actionable tips for, for those of you that are listening and then are wanting to kind of not know just a place to start for, for starting to create a team where they want to stay. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to focus on, um, is what advice I guess do you have for team members? And both of you have, both of us have worked as a team member instead of, you know, a practice, uh, owner and, and, and you've dealt with a lot of people, but what advice do you have for team members who want to get involved? And maybe they feel like, well, that's great. Like my, I want to be, I want to have a great culture, but it's not being driven by the leaders in my practice, the office manager or dentist or whoever kind of is in control. What advice, I guess, do you have for those people and, and how can they make a change? Well, I think that, you know, anyone in the practice can be a leader, right? Maybe you don't have that title, but that, that really shouldn't, you know, shouldn't truly matter. I always like to think about, um, what, what do you want to be known for? You know, what would you want? What do you want? What do you want your community to say about you? What do you know? What would you want someone to say? Oh, well, I saw this hygienist or this assistant, or, you know, I was greeted by this practice administrator. What, what do you want to be known for? You know, that, that you feel really, really proud about um because we spend a lot of time at work right you know I, I i always think it's important to to like where you work and mm-hmm. i've never stayed with a job where i didn't feel like i didn't really like the people i was working with and you know there's always different personalities and you know we all have to kind of give and take at work but i i think as a team member you know if you can get with either that your department or your, you know, your team and be able to have an open discussion of, you know, what's the word on the street? If somebody says, you know, I go to ABC Dental, you know, what do you want people to say? Oh, they're really nice there. They're really fun there. They take great care of me. They do beautiful work or versus always have to wait when I go in there, or they always have a new person at the front desk when I go in there or Mm -hmm. things like that. So I think there's ways to, to, to have discussions and then 
you know, I think if people take a little personal responsibility and model the way that that can help. Um, yeah. Oftentimes, you know, I would suggest too that sometimes it's good to get, you know, a third party kind of um, mediator between the team and the doctor. Cause sometimes a consultant or a coach or someone on the outside could say, Hey doctor, your team's really looking or craving for something, a better culture, you know, or clear expectations or, you know, there's, I think the ADOM organization is a great organization. If you're a practice administrator, American association of dental office managers, there's some great, great meetings and webinars. And, you know, I would say, you know, if you truly want to try to make a difference, like even seek information outside of dentistry, you know, there's tons of podcasts like these, right. Or books on tape or all kinds of things about teams and how to have better, you know, better function as a team. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that idea. I love getting, uh, I, I say this a lot, that dentistry can be really lonely. And especially if you're in a practice where you feel like you're the only one that really um, wants to create a better culture, but you, you know, don't want to leave your practice, whatever that may be, you know, mm-hmm. I love the, that advice of seeking outside like fulfillment from organizations like ADOM yeah. or if, or, you know, there's so many Facebook t- community right. panel communities, there's, right. you know, right. name, name one and, and you could join right. it and, and find like-minded people like you that, that want to talk about Right. And might have some great advice. Right. Yeah. Catherine, so Catherine, I tell belt has a, um, has a, has speaks on this topic called that she calls courageous conversations. And she has, um, I've had her, um, as a guest and I have a community of office practice administrators that meet once a month. So there are these different groups you can join. And she talks about, you know, how you can have a courageous conversation with the leader of the, of your practice. And, you know, if it, if it means that much to you that, you know, you really, you know, care about moving the dial, you know, I think you need to try to find a way to sit down with the leaders in the office and have an open discussion of why this is important to you and what you think could be gained from it. Yeah, for sure. I, I love that idea. And maybe it's, maybe it's just that they felt like they don't, don't have time and they need some, mm-hmm. they need a chief culture officer, whoever in their practice, you know, right. to like take right. that over, you right. know, but if you don't have those hard conversations, those courageous conversations, then, then how do you know? Yeah. That's a great, great advice. Um, what do you think I, as I was thinking about lifers and as we were going to come on to this, onto this podcast, I was thinking of what sets as I'm, I'm thinking of the practices that I've dealt with and I'm, you've dealt with many more as a coach, what, what do those practices have in common that have lifer employees? Like what do the, what do they look like? And maybe people can kind of pattern their, their practice after that. Yeah. I was a lifer hygienist, you know, yeah. in, in yeah. A for 15 years. So it certainly, relationships are important, right? The relationship that that person has with the people, you know, the owner, right? The owner delivering the dentistry. I think there has to really be a strong belief that the dentistry that's provided in this office is changing people's lives. And Mm. that, you know, there, that is, it has to start, you know, with that. And it has to start also with, I think some key people, you know, on the team and, um, 
relationships with the patients. I, I think the people that stay with a practice, they stay for, you know, many times the reasons because they like the patients, you know, yeah. they've gotten to know these people. They watch them grow up, right? They watch them raise their kids. They like the patients. They like um, the other people they're working with. Maybe some positions come and go, but there's maybe some people that have been there a long time and being part of the community, I think helps. You know, I always, I always feel sorry for the people who have long commutes. You know, when I hear somebody, oh, I drive 45 minutes to an hour. I'm like, wow, that's a long commute. You know, that's a lot of, lot of, lot of time. So sometimes if you're part of the community, I think that that makes that makes a difference. Yeah. And I think if you if you if you have a growth kind of mindset and you're working in an office that's willing to be open minded to new technology in dentistry, new service mix, new things. I think that helps, you know, you have to really think about what's important to you, you know, with, with your career. So yeah, as you were were speaking, I was thinking of ownership of like, that's probably, I mean, as, as it's different when you are the boss's daughter, (laughs) you definitely feel a sense of ownership just by being related to the owner. Right. But that, but I, I worked with plenty of people who are still there to this day who worked there when my dad was alive and working there and they have a sense of, and when you say patients, like they work and they love their patients, they, they feel like they own that relationship. Um, and it's hard to leave a place when you feel like you, that it's yours, if that makes sense. And so I, there's, I don't, I don't know what can be said about how to create that kind of culture where people feel like they can create a, you know, ownership and a practice, but I feel like that has a lot to do with it. I think, I think, I think if, um, if you can feel, you know, satisfaction and if you can feel that your, your work has meaning and if, you know, you feel gratitude for having this job and that you feel that the people that you're serving and you're working for are grateful to have you, you know, then I I think that that really helps, um, helps with that. Yeah. Well, it's been great. I'm so glad that you were able to take a little bit of time out of your busy schedule. Thank you so much for joining us. But I, we want to ask the same, we ask the same question to every single one of our podcast guests, um, because growth means something to some, to everyone, depending on where they're at. And we want to know what growth in dentistry means to you. So growth in dentistry means to me, um, I think of the word growth and I think of the word stretch, you know, and I think of just stretching, stretching yourself, stretching your, um, stretching your mind, stretching your ability to think a little bit outside the box to look, you know, and see what's happening in other practices. And just really thinking about what's in the best interest of my patients from a health perspective, you know, how can we really get them, you know, to really love their smile, feel really healthy, you know, be able to, to chew and speak comfortably. So being open-minded to growing and stretching and changing, I think of growth. I think of like a piece of taffy, just kind of <laughs> stretching. It. Yeah, so. that's really great. That's a really great, great uh, symbolism there. Thank you so much. Well, this has been Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast. Again, special thanks to our wonderful guest, Susan Lekowitz from Dental Coaches. Susan, if they want to get a hold of you, where can they do that? I'll make sure that they get that on the show notes. Sure. My um, my email address is susan at dentalcoaches.com and my cell number is 
6693. You can follow me on, on social media. Um, I'm traveling to Zambia, Africa next week on a Ooh. dental mission trip with, wow. with my clients and one of my teammates. And we're going to be working in a four day dental clinic, serving 80 to hundred people a day. So I'm That's really gonna excited. That's going to be so fun. Oh, have you done anything like this before? A dental Just mission? just locally, never out of the country, you know, so yeah. not, not to like this scale. So that's going to be you know, great. Yeah. My client, Dr. Marissa Miller has done it, did it in 2019. So she offered, um, Carol and my teammate and I, the ability to join her. So we, um, we have a GoFundMe if anybody wants to, <laughs> to, to our cause, but we're, um, we're just really excited to be able to serve in another country and, and, um, make a difference, you know. Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll include that on our, on our show notes as well. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And um, thank you again. Uh, I'll actually, for those of you that want that information, again, you can go to our show notes or you can go to our webpage at dentalintel.com. So thank you for our marketing department, specifically Kat and Brittany and all their work on this podcast. I'm Katie Paulson. Keep growing.